Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of Secrets of a Serial Killer. We're going to be talking about the person that allegedly is behind the Gilgo Beach for murders and so on and so forth. The Long Island serial killer. For the longest time he was unidentified, pretty much unknown all these years. But they say they have a person in custody now, which is Rex Hewerman which is probably the dumbest last name I've ever heard in my life. Well, he was accused of killing three of the Gilgo Four, says that he's reviewing the evidence in his cell. <laughs> what? <laughs> so the B... Uh, I can't even say it correctly. The Gilgo Beach killing suspect, Rex Hewerman, appeared in New York court on Wednesday for a short status hearing on his upcoming trial for the murders of the three women whose bodies were found more than a decade ago. Hewerman, which is a 59-year-old architect, consultant from Missa Pika, I don't know how to say that shit, Park, who wore a suit jacket and khaki cargo pants and was handcuffed behind his back. Asked by the judge if he's been able to review the case evidence in his cell, Hewerman said yes, and that he's been averaging two to three hours of reviewing. That was the only time he spoke. He stood throughout the hearing. When Hewerman left the courtroom, he turned and looked at the gallery and appeared to have a small smile on his face before he walked out. Ooh, boy, you might not want to be doing that, Rex. You don't need to be doing that. It's not smart. You sitting there smiling, they got your ass. The case stems from the discovery of nearly a dozen sets of human remains along Long Island's South Shore, between 2010 and 11, four of the victims were found buried near each other off of Ocean, Par- Ocean Parkway and Gilgo Beach, and they were dubbed the Gilgo Four. Several of the women were identified as local sex workers, and the long, unsolved case raised questions of how seriously law enforcement treated their disappearances. Let's be honest, they didn't give a fuck because they're sex workers. Just saying, they did not care. Hewerman was arrested in July and has pleaded not guilty to three counts of first-degree murder for the deaths of Melissa Bartholomew in 2009 and Megan Waterman and Amber Costello in 2010. According to Suffolk County prosecutors, he is also the prime suspect in the 2007 disappearance and death of the fourth Gilgo Beach victim, Maureen Bernard Barnes, authorities have said. In court, prosecutors said they gave Hewerman's legal team over 10 terabytes of information to review in August, including subpoities and court records totaling roughly 8,000 pages. Why do they put big words in? Like, we supposed to fucking know what that means. Right. Just say it. Be simple with it. Prosecutors gave additional evidence Wednesday, including about 5,000 pages of evidence related to the two victims, the grand jury testimony, police memo books from the search of his home, and video surveillances. Prosecutors will continue to provide discovery on a rolling basis ahead of the next court date on November 15th. Ooh, what is it, the 6th now? No, it's November 5th, so got some time. Suffolk County District Attorney Ray Tennerman said, I'm just going to call him Ray. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Speaking outside of court, Ray described the hearing as typical, dealing with logistics and discovery. It's not exciting, but it's necessary, he says. Hewerman's authority, 
attorney, actually, Michael Brown, oof, that's not a good name to have, bud, said that there was still a lot of discovery that the defense has not received, including any DNA evidence. Brown said he had advised Hewerman to be stoic and not show emotion. The attorney added that Hewerman has been an active participant in the case and is doing his best that he can. He is a fellow who was working. He's never been arrested. He has a wife and children and productive member of society. And obviously, the district attorney and the government is making these allegations, and they're horrific. Brown said, he's not guilty of this. Now, he has to sit in custody, be away from his family, be away from his wife and kids, not work not produce for his family and support them and sit in a jail cell until his case comes to fruition. Boy, you looking dumb as hell if it comes out that he's actually the Long Island Beach serial killer. That's going to be wild. DNA swab matches pizza box DNA, prosecutor said. Part of Wednesday's hearing focused on the DNA evidence in the case and previewed some of the defense's challenges to that evidence. In early 2002, a multi-agency task force was formed to reinvestigate the cold case, and Hewerman was soon identified as a potential suspect. I wonder how. A major break in the investigation came this January when investigators recovered Hewerman's DNA from pizza crust that was thrown away in the Manhattan's trash can, authorities said. That pizza box DNA was compared with the DNA from a male hair from the bottom of a burlap sack that the killer used to wrap one of his victim's bodies, according to the prosecutors. Damn, he got caught with a damn pizza box? What is he, Andrew Tate? <laughs> damn, I had to throw some jokes in there. Using whatever that is, myo, whatever, some type of DNA testing, the male hair would exceed a... Damn, I don't even know how to say that. It excludes 99.96 of North America population, but Hewerman was notably not excluded according to the prosecutor's bail application. In court Wednesday, prosecutors said that they had since taken a swab of Hewerman and the swab DNA matches the pizza box DNA. The whatever swab erased all doubts, Ray said. But in what may be in a preview of the defense argument, Brown outside the court noted that the DNA technology connected Hewerman to the male hair is not as precise as standard nuclear DNA. Instead, this type of DNA refers to not an individual, but a group of individuals in the same marginal energy, whatever. According to a 2001 overview of the technology published in the journal, Emerging Topics of Life Sciences is still a significant amount of people that could be the source of this hair, Brown said. Look, if it's matching up with this man, then it's definitely him. Like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. They're saying that this dude's family, wife and kid, was out of the country while he was doing it. He is a architect that's lived in the area, been around the area. They're also saying that... What else? something he was oh he had guns in his house downstairs he had like a walk-in safe where it was like tons of them i think he had like other things that was in the house but i can't really tell what was really in the house i, I don't really know but if this is him then damn that's crazy that's just wild you know that just blows my mind
it's like he was living like a double life this whole time, and everybody was just thinking, you know, he's just a regular guy who goes to work and has kids and goes to local school and in a good neighborhood, but he's killing people on the side. Like, yo, somehow got to get that rage off, y'all know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, God, I'm so sorry. That's just horrible. I just don't know. I, don't, I just don't get it. It just... It just makes no sense. But the authorities actually went into Rex's house with hazmat suits, and they could be seen entering the modest single-story house local... Sorry, located on the block of larger, well-kept residents. Investigators were searching the property in addition to Hurman's office in Midtown Manhattan. Some neighbors said that they had short interactions with Hurman and his family over the years, but that's the typical, you know, kept to themselves... Hewerman stood out as tall, big, big guy, always well-dressed, said Patricia Maurice. She's 64. Why do we need her whole fucking name and age, okay? Who had lived next door to his house for more than two decades. I'm still shocked that this was going on, she said, adding, It's very quiet neighborhood at night. You could hear a pin drop. Hewerman's home is also listed in connection with his business, RH Consultants and Associations. He received his architect license in 1996, hell yeah, the year I was born, and New York State records showed that he does not have any law enforcement actions listed. Amongst his clients have been Catholic Charities, New York City's Departments of Environmental Protection, American Airlines, and other major tenants at John F. Kennedy International Airport, according to an online biography. In an interview from his Manhattan office posted on YouTube by Bonjour Realtor, Reality, whatever. Real, real, I don't know how to fucking say that word. Oh, God. Reality. In early 2002, Hewerman said that he was an architectural consultant and troubleshooter born and raised in Long Island and worked in Manhattan since 1987. He spoke about the nuts and bolts of his profession and how he educated cities entirely about the local architectural code. When asked what qualifies someone in his job would need, he said, I don't like to use the word tolerance, but sometimes you have to. And it's not just with the city, it's also with the client. Because most clients, they don't understand what I have to do, why I have to do it, and what it takes to get it done. Amen to that. Some of these motherfuckers are like, get it done, I need it done this way, I need it to be done at this certain time. Be Oh my gosh. So I'm with you on that one, Rex. Like, damn, some of these people just need to shut the hell up and let us do our job. So we can get up in there and out of there. They could be happy, we could be happy, and we could all just go about our days. So Human also spoke about learning to con construct furniture from his father, whom he described as an aerospace engineer who built satellites. Damn! I built furniture at home, and I still build it in the same exact workshop, he said. I have one tool that's pretty much used in almost every job. Oh, you shouldn't have said that. They're going to be wiping the DNA off of that shit, too. They're going to be like, mm-hmm. He's been using that. His fingerprints are all over it. We got him, boys. So, and it's actually a cabinet's marker's hammer, and it's persuasively enough when I needed to persuade somebody. Whoa. Not someone, the interview asks. Something, Hewerman said. And it always yields excellent results. That definitely did not help your case, buddy. At least one person who knows Hewerman said his arrest is at odds with the man she has come to know 
through weekly network meetings. I know him as a friend and a colleague, and I am completely surprised, the woman said, adding that she last spoke with him Tuesday via Zoom. Yo, shout out to Zoom. Even though your quality is still dog shit, and I'm paying 15 bucks for that. <laughs> he was very organized, and he was very friendly, she said. I did not see this coming. It's always them, the ones you don't see it coming. You know, Ted Bundy was good enough to be a lawyer. He just was at the wrong area. Like the judge in Florida said when he pretty much, you know, defended himself and didn't have a lawyer to defend him. He was like, dude, I would have hired you. Like, if I would have even known about you or anything, I definitely would have hired you in a heartbeat. I mean, look at, what was that other guy? Ted Kwasinski, the Unabomber. They were saying he was very intelligent, too. Like, his IQ was, like, off the roofs. Like, he was close to genius, if not genius. And it just still went to shit. I think Robert Yates was, like, in the Air Force or something, and he was flying planes and shit. So, yeah. But some of these guys, they go in the military, and, you know, they still were, like, fucked up individuals before they went in, and they're fucked up when they get out. Like, Jeffrey Dahmer, he went into the service, and he still was a sick fuck, honestly. But some of these guys are, like, really good. Like, even the BTK and Plain Sight. Like, he was just that good. So a lot of these guys are just that fucking good but eventually they slip up honestly that's how they caught this guy as well so how did police allegedly connect Hewerman? so in december 2010 a Suffolk county police officer conducted a training exercise with his canine partner discovering a first set of human remains along ocean parkway in gilgo beach according to the court documents the remains were later identified as melissa bartholomew a 24-year-old has been reported missing in 2009 after she was last seen at her basement apartment in the Bronx. Police would go on to find three additional sets of remains, later identified as Maureen Barnes, Megan Waterman, and Amber. Yeah, y'all get the drifts. The women all believed to be sex workers, and yeah, blah, 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 met through Craigslist. After years of investigation in Concord, a joint law enforcement review jump-started in 2002, which included a local state police and the FBI, brought attention to a Chevrolet Avalanche registered to Hewerman. Such a vehicle has been on investigators' radar during the Costalello Disappearance from a witness tip. I don't fucking know how to say these last names. Amber, okay, we'll just call it that. An investigation into Hurman led to the discovery of cell phone billing records corresponding to cell site locations for burner phones used to arrange meetings with three of the four victims as well as a phone used to make taunting calls to the sister of Bartholomew. Hurman is also believed to have used... Brainer Barnes and Bartholomew cell phones after their death, police said. Yeah, this dude was crazy. He was using burner phones. He was using his victims' phones. He was taunting the family. That's how he was able to come in contact with the family. He was using their phones. I don't know how he accessed the you know, password. They must not have had one on their phone. Or he might have just used their thumb or face. I don't know if they had face recognition at that time. But, you know, there still was a code you had to type in. But maybe they just had shitty phones. I don't know. It is what it is. So, they use the cell phones to check voicemail and make taunting phone calls. Wow. The woman disappearance. Suffolk County prosecutors said the court documents significant investigators could find no instance where Hewerman was in a separate location 
from those other cell phones where such a communication event occurred. Investigators said they also linked Hiraman using his cell phone as an AOL account, which was also accessed by a burner phone. The phone was linked to the Midtown Manhattan and, and Massapequa Park by cell sites, and investigators said they found additional burner phones were used to deduct thousands of search related searches related to sex workers, statistic, torture, related pornography, and child pornography. Damn. The phones were also linked to an email involving in more than 200 online searches, specifically named the victims and updates in the Long Island serial killer case. So he was looking up cases about him. He was looking up children, porn. He was looking up porn. He was, I think one was like saying something about a blonde girl being tied up and tortured and something about fucking a redhead. And I'm like, hold on now. Let's, let's not go that far, Rex. Okay, let's leave the redheads out of it, all right? So... So an additional hair was found on the victims were tested and determined to be found from another female. DNA was taken off the bottles left out for trash collection in front of Hurman's home in July of 2022 when investigators tested the hair and found on Waterman a match DNA believed to belong to Hurman's wife, court documents said. I don't think it has anything to do with her. I think her hair just happened to be on it, honestly. They're probably like gave a hug or kiss or sex or whatever and it happened to be on there. I don't know. The police investigation determined Hurman's wife was out of town during the various killings. Oh, so she was out of town, not out of the country. As such, it's likely that the burlap tape vehicles and other instruments utilized in furtherance of these murders can come from defendant Hurman's residence, where his wife also resigns and was transferred from his clothing, prosecutor said. A male hair was also found on the burlap sack using a wrap Waterman, according to the investigators, police collected a discard pizza thrown by Hurman and a swad pizza. We get that. You know, we we get all that. So that's how they caught this son of a bitch. Honestly, Hurman was charged in the deaths of Bartholomew, Waterman, and Amber. Prosecutors said in court documents that the remains of the primary suspect and uh, Barnes' death, but there was no charges as investigation is continuing and expected to be resolved soon. Authorities on Fridays asked the public for further help in solving the cases and other human remains found in Gilgo Beach in recent decades, but not to believe to be linked to Hewerman. Come on. Let's just be real, ladies and gentlemen. Let's just be 100% real. If there's bodies on Gilgo Beach and they're all in like a burlap sack or like, let's just say, dismembered and spread around, it's this guy. Come on. This dude been using Gilgo Beach and some of these other areas as his dumping ground. It might not be his killing ground, but that's where he was dumping the bodies and shit. So, let's just be honest. And, you know, his defense attorney and some of the cops in the last story were like, Oh, not all these killings could be him. Bullshit. Jeffrey Dahmer killed like 17 people. You know, what is his name? Ted Bundy killed like 33. John Wayne Gacy killed 34, I think. Uh, Gary Ridgway killed like 43 women. Harold Shipman killed like 200 people. So, I mean, yes, I feel like this man killed these people. Like, if it has the torso and all these, like, if there's a lot of similarities, then he did it. Like, there's just no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's just common sense. But, you know, you're going to have to prove that in court, and that's the only thing that really sucks, you know. It sucks when you're an innocent person, you get found guilty, but then you're somebody like Rex, who's definitely guilty as a motherfucker, and then they're like, oh, he can't be guilty. Like, what? 
So, I definitely think that this Rex guy is creepy as fuck. And I don't think his wife or kid had anything to do with it. I think he did all this on his own. But like I said, ladies and gentlemen, killers can hide in plain sight. Well, I love y'all. Y'all stay safe. And I'll be back next Sunday with another episode of Secrets of a Serial Killer. Y'all stay safe. If y'all want to keep following the story, y'all can. Me, I don't really care much, honestly. But I love y'all. And I will catch you in the next one. Peace.